Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the to Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30, live with First Seder Bismedrish. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will be joining us for this year. And this, this series, Life and Torah of Our Leaders, for Chaydeh Shvat, has been sponsored by our friends, the families, Halper and Pollock Schechter of Manchester, England, the Lila Nishmas, their mother and grandmother, Dvarabas Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael Yosef Shalom, whose yard site was Heishavat, and Lila Nishmas, my mother, Hinda Bashmuel Hakayan, the Nishamas should have Aliyos. Today we're going to talk about Reb Shalom Mordechai Hakayan Shvadron, better known as the Maharsham. You may be familiar with Reb Shalom Shvadron, the famed Magid from Yerushalayim, who was his grandson. This is the grandfather who was known as the Marsham, whose 110th yard site will be Tess Zion Shvat on Friday. He was nifter in the year 1911, Tuf Resh Ayin Aleph. Who was the Marsham? The Marsham was born, as he writes in, as he actually he signs his Tzavo, his last will and testament, he signs it, Shalom Mardchai Akayin, Hanoilad Chav Zayin Nisan Tov Kuf the one that was born on the 27th of Nisan in the year 1835. His father's name was Reb Moshe Hakayin. He lived in a little village called Baniv, which was next to a small a small city called Zolichov. And uh, the the Marsham used to sign his name as Shalom Mordechai Hakayin Mizolichov. In other words, even later on, and he writes afterwards, Misgoyer Patik, at that point he was living in a different city called Patik, or Uchais Abbezdin Brijan. Later on he became the Brijan Arav, but he signed his name as Shalom Mordechai Akayim from Zolichov. We've seen that before with the Maram Sheik, we saw it with the Chassam Seifer, that very often they uh, signed their name with their hometown, their birth town. In the Hakdama, in the preface to his Sefer on Mishpah called Mishpat Shalom, he writes, Ovi, my father, Hanogi, the prince, Hamufla, Va'omus Patera, one who was loaded with Taira. In the Hakdama to his Sefer on Chumish called Tcheles Mordechai, his son quotes a letter that the Marsham wrote, and he writes about his father, Ramosha, all of his days, Leiposak, Piv, Migir, so he didn't stop learning. He made a Siyam on Shah six times. He would learn Shas in order with Taisvis and the Marsha, Rambam, Tur, Shulchan Aruch, Zoyar. And even when he was involved in business, this is all the Marsham writing about his father, even when he was talking to, uh, to, to business associates um, in between different uh, deals, he would chazer, Balpeh, the Mishnayis, and other things that he knew by heart. There were Shigurim Befiv that were easy for him to remember. He was to chazer while he was involved in business. Um, in the Sharblat, in the title page of Das Torah of his Halacha Sefer Anilcha Shechita, he writes his uh, about his father and his mother, and then he writes their Yichus, and he writes that Nin Vinechad Hagdolim Habach Vahataz that his father was a grandson, great grandson from the Bach and the Taz, and um, next week I think we will be talking about the Taz. Um, the um, 
His mother, he writes in that same title page, She was pious, she was um, well known with her good deeds. Esther Gittel, All of her days she was involved in You can't even count what she, was, what she did. And she was Miyuchas back to Rashi, he writes. Back to Rashi. And he writes, Rashi, who had with him a yichus, Dorach Ardar, had yichus back to Rabbi Yechanan Asandler, Rabbi Gamliel Hazokin, Adavid HaMelech HaLavashalom. That's what he writes on the Sharblat, on the title page of the Das Torah of Hilchah Shechita. So he, le- he learned initially as a young boy in the city, with the Dayan of the city, Rabbi Zev Baimgarten, his name was, the Rav of Zalachav was named Rabbi Yoyal Ashkenazi, and in fact the Marsham, in a tshuva in Chelek Vav in Gimel, when he quotes Rabbi Yoel Ashkenazi, he calls him Aluf Nu'urai, the teacher of my youth. But Be'ikr, uh, he just sat in the Beis HaMedrash and he learned. There were other Masmidim there and he learned. And he learned with great, great diligence, great hasmada. He learned for 16 hours every day, 16 out of 24 hours. His Derech Halimur when he was young was four blot of Gemara with Toisvis Be'iyun, and 16 blad of Gemara with Taisvis Pashat. In other words, we would call that Bikiyas, a little bit more surf, um, surface learning, not so intense and deep. So four blat with Taisvis Bi'un, 16 blat with Taisvis Pashat. He would learn with Tor Beis Yosef and Shulchan Aruch, with the Naisei Kalim, with all of the Mefarshim. And he would go through any safer that he get his hands on, even to the most... Um, up to date, the most uh, newest svarim, and he said because ain beis hamedrash b'loy chiddush. There's no beis hamedrash that doesn't have a chiddush, and therefore, who knows? Even a new mechaber, someone um, who's uh, who just wrote a sefer, I might find something there that is a chiddush that'll be relevant to my learning. Um, he trained himself to stay up all night. He used to tie a he used to, he he banged a nail into the wall and he tied a, a rope to it and on the other side of the rope he he tied it to his payas and anytime he would fall asleep so he he would uh he it would pull his payas and he would wake himself up and this is how he accustoms himself to be able to stay up all night and he did this for his entire life till he was very old stay up all night without falling asleep it was a training that he did when he was young um in the Hakdama to, to his Sefer on Chumash, his son writes, Kishayarach Bishanim, that when he was young, he traveled to Reb Shalom from Belz, Reb Shalom Belzer. Bisham Limei Das Lavaidis Hashem, Reb Shalom taught him Das of Avaidis Hashem, Bahatsneya, how to serve Hashem privately, Bitsnius. And he also, Kama Halachas Lamaisa Kibalatzloi. And he also learned from him some Halachas Lamaisa. And the Marsha mentions him in his Chuvas, and he mentions him in his uh, his Divaytara and Chumash. He mentions um, Reb Shalom Belzer numerous times. Um, after Reb Shalom Belzer, he he became a Chassid of the Charkover Zechrayin Levracha. Um, now Zolotchov, just by the way, I didn't say where it was. It's in the Ukraine. It's uh, like uh, a little bit west. Of, I'm sorry, a little bit east of uh, Lvov, Lemberg, which is right by the Polish-Ukrainian border of today. So it's maybe an hour or two uh, east of that. So it's not so deep into the Ukraine, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in the Ukraine. And as we'll see, that's really the region he stayed his entire life. He didn't really venture uh, very far 
from that region. When he was 16 years old, he married the daughter of a very rich person named Reb Yokir from the, ear, from the city called Bilkaman, Bilkaman, something like that. His wife's name was Yenta, and his shver um, 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 promised to support him for a number of years. And he was there, he stayed in that city with his shver, um, and he learned Basma the Rabbin, unbelievable diligence for a few years. But after a number of years, uh, a few years, not so many, even though his, his, his father-in-law had um, said he was going to support him for a long time, he decided to leave there. I think maybe his grandmother had been Nifter, and he moved back to his hometown, to Zolichov. Um, he never wanted to go into the Rabbanus. He wanted to be involved in business and be supported that way. And in Zolichov, his wife had a store, and um, she ran it, and he would help her out. And uh, even while he was busy with it, just like his father did, he would learn. And he chazered, his son says, he told me many times that he chazered Shulchan Aruch 400 times while he was um, busy with customers in the business. His son says he doesn't remember if it was 400 times just the Shulchan Aruch or it included Torah and Beis Yosef. As we'll see later, another story about the Torah and Beis Yosef. But here he said he chazered Shulchan Aruch 400 times. And he used to say about himself that people uh, suspect that he takes balsam. Balsam in those days was thought to be help with your memory. So he's such a good memory, must be take some type of supplement. So the Masham says it's not true. He says, but the, uh, there is a dictum from a very wise man that said, If you review, you won't need balsam for your, for your memory. If you review, so then you'll know everything and you'll remember it. And that's really how he was. He always was learning, and therefore he had such a good memory. His daughter said that when he would wash Natilus Yadayim, so he would chazer over all Hilchas Natilus Yadayim then. And while he was eating, he would chazer over all Birchas HaPeres and Birchas HaMozen. Every Shabbos, he would chazer over Mesech Shabbos, Mishnayis, Hilchas Shabbos, and, and so on and so forth. That's what he did. He was always, always chazering. And therefore, like you see, he learned Shulchan Aruch 400 times. That's how he knew it so well. It wasn't any magic uh, potion that uh, helped his memory. Um, after after he uh, was involved in this, whatever business they were involved in, he was also involved in lumber. Again, he didn't want to be involved in Rabbonus. And in fact, while he was a businessman, he was once in Brod, and he was by Reb Shleim Kluger, Zechrein Levracha, one of the, the Rav of Brod. And uh, he came to talk to him, they talked in learning, and uh, Reb Shleim Kluger went back into a room and came out and gave him smicha. And the Masham says, that's not what I came here for. I, didn't want, I don't want smicha, and I don't even want it, because I don't want to become a Rav. So Rav Shleim Kluger told him, listen, you know, uh, business goes up and down, but you'll never know. You might need this one day. Just take it. And Rav Shleim Kluger wrote, and he says, really, I don't give smicha to anyone. Mitam kamus imadi. I have a reason that only I know about, a private reason. I don't give smicha to anyone. But this person doesn't need my smicha. He's, he's, he doesn't need my smicha. Yairi, yairi, kedash, altaira. He's a person who could pass him. So that's the smicha that uh, Rav Shleim Kluger gave him. And then when he, when he accompanied him out of the house, he said to him, Do you know the Klali Haira? Do you know like the, the rules of how you're supposed to paskin? And, and the Masham didn't understand. They just talked in learning and he talked in halacha. And he told him, I'll tell you. 
What is the Klal Shal It's Siyata Dishmaya in Yeras Hashem. He says, you need Siyata Dishmaya in Yeras Hashemayim. And the one who has Yeras Hashemayim, Hashem gives him that Siyata Dishmaya. So therefore, I'm giving you a bracha that you should have Siyata Dishmaya and you should be Matzliach. He also at one point got smicha from Rabbi Yosef Shalom Natanzin, the Shail Meshiv, the Rav of, of Lvov of Lemberg. Um, in the year 1866, there was the Austrian-Prussian War. So they were at war with each other. And um, there was a lucrative business deal for the Marsham. He sent flax on a train towards the front, I guess. They needed it for uniforms or something like that. And something happened to the train. It got stuck in Krakow. And meanwhile, they, uh, they made peace. The war was over. And because of that, the price of flax went down, of linen went down, uh, uh, went, uh, fell. And he lost all his money. And um, because he, he, it wasn't even, he couldn't even pay the expenses of what it took to get to Krakow. So he lost all his money in that business venture. His father had been vo- involved in schnapps. And he also lost his money. Um, so now it was time in the, about the year 1867, it was about time, he was, a 30, he, was a, he was like 32 years old, it was about time for him to find a Parnassa. So he got married at 16, so until um, 32 he was involved in business. So there was a small village named Lishnev who sent him a Ksav Rabonis, but he had a Mahalach, the Marsham, you know, we would call it today the Geirul Hagra that opening up a Tanakh and looking at a Pasuk. It's long before the Gra, um, so such an idea. And the Marsham did a similar type of thing. So he opened up a, 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 a Tanakh, to say for Yeshaya, and it fell on the Pasuk, that this is not going to be a good thing for you. It's not going to help you. So he decided it's not the Rabbanus for him. Afterwards, the city Patik came and gave him a... Uh, again, these were all cities in the same region in, uh, in, in the Ukraine. And they gave him a Ksav Rabbanis, and he opened up the Tanakh, and it came to the Pasuk that says, Hashem. You and your whole group should be in front of Hashem. So he was still, even though it sounds like a good thing, but that's talking about the Adas Kairach. So he was a little nervous. Maybe that's not the right Pasuk. So he opened it again, and he found the Pasuk, So he felt that that's a good simon, and he therefore was accepted the Rabbanis. Very soon after he came there, he had a dream. And uh, dreams were also something that throughout his life, he had many, many dreams that uh, were, 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 were clearly true. And he had a dream that two uh, pillars of fire fell to the ground, and he was very scared. And it wasn't long after that, there was a big fire in the city, um, burnt down uh, most of the city, um, including his house with a lot of his farm, if I remember correctly. Um, he had, just going on to his dreams, a little tangent for the moment, he Kaseder had, um, he, he Kaseder, I'm sorry, he Kaseder had dreams, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about some other ones um, at the end of this year. Um, he was in Patek for about six years, and now all of this is documented on the title page of his Sefer, Das Taira. He says exactly how many years he was in each Rabonis, um, till he got to the last one, uh, the Brijan. Um, so he was in Patek for about six years, Kishay Shonim. And that's when he started the uh, uh, putting together his sefer for printing Mishbat Shalom on Chayshem Mishbat, but he didn't print it yet. Um, a few a, f- a few days before he left the city, and this is perhaps why he left the city, um, there was a very uh, powerful fellow who um, was take called to a din Torah by a poor person, and uh, the Masham told him he didn't want to come, and he says, "I'm not coming." So Masham told him if he doesn't come, he's going to write 
Aksav Sirov. He's going to write that he's refusing to come to Bezdin. They'll be publicized all over the city. And the rich person said, if you're going to do that, in less than 24 hours, you're going to be outside the city. You're going to be fired. So he told them, that's not my problem. My halach is loy saguru mipnayish. I don't have to be afraid. And therefore, he wrote, this, he wrote the Sirov. What happened was, on the day he wrote the Sirov, they came from a city... Um, Yazlovitz, Yazlovitz, also another city over there in the Ukraine, and they wanted the Marsham to be Masbid, their Rav, who had been Ifter. So he traveled there that day, and he, after the Hesbid, they told him, we want you as the replacement Rav, we don't want you to leave. And they didn't let him go back, and he accepted the Rabbanus. And um, they were very upset over there in Patek, and he said, listen, he, he said, he said, that, you know, you warned me that in 24 hours I'll be out of the city. He says it was the Skyim, what it was similarly said by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he told, um, that he said, He told Parah, I'm not going to see your face anymore. So the same thing, you said, I'm going to leave the city in 24 hours, I'm taka leaving, and they were Mekayim, your words. So he ended up in the city Yazlovitz as a, as a Rav. Over there he finished the Sefer Mishpat Shalom, and now this made a mark in the world of Rabbanim, a Sefer on Mishpat, and he started to become famous. Rabbi Yosef Shal, the Shalom Eishiv, wrote, he doesn't call it a Haskama, he wrote, calls it a Michtav Oiz, a letter of support in the, in, the, in the beginning of the Sefer, and he writes, I know the Rav for many, many years, who is Shokar Adasu Satayra, and he writes about him, I know about him, he learns Tehrelat, and in the end of the letter he writes, and from Shemayim, they gave him the merit to be able to be mechadesh, these new chidushim, in the Sefer. That's the letter that Rabbi Yosef Shal wrote um, about, uh, about the Marsha. He was there for about seven, seven years, and um, even the Gaisha judges in the, in the secular courts were so impressed with the way that he ran a Dintaira and the way he paskined, they used to send, they used to send um, a Goyim to Dine Taira to, to, to the Marsham. Um, and um, and uh, he was very respected. Um, about after seven years, there was something with the, with the salary, the, the Kahila didn't have money anymore, they had a certain way of having, earning money in order to pay a salary, and that didn't work out anymore. So he had to uh, he had to leave. So he got the rabbanus um, from a aksav uh, rabbanus from a, a city called Sagiatin Sagitan. I'm not even sure how to to pronounce it. However, in that city there was a lot of machlokes, and it took a, a while for them for the two sides to actually agree to um, send him the, ksav, the actual ksav rabbanus. The problem is that they sent it to Yazlovitz, but not in the Ukraine. He sent it to the Yazlovitz that was in Hungary, by mistake. And uh, got lost in the mail, as we say, till it found its right address. Now, he didn't hear it back from them, so he figured that they couldn't, they don't want him, because there must be a Machlaikas there. So, in the meantime, the city of Buchach came, and they offered him the Rabbanus. And now, even though the city of Buchach had an interesting minig, after the Ptira of their Rav, the Das Kedoshim, many years earlier, they didn't call a, the, what, the person in the highest position as Av Bezdin, which we would call the Rav. They would call him Ravid, Rosh Av Bezdin, which means that he runs the Bezdin, but not that his name is Rav. 
And I, I, I saw two Girsais, was that forever, or was just new Rabbanim? They didn't call them immediately Avbezdin, they called them Rivet. But the point was, it wasn't like a, a, a Steller, it wasn't a job that was called Avbezdin, it was like a step down. But he didn't have much choice, because this other city um, never sent him the Ksav Rabbanis. Um, so he accepted the, uh, the Rabbanis in Buchach. Now, Buchach was the city of Misnagdim. And the Marsham was uh, from Hasidic Shestak, as we said, Shalom Belzer, the Charkover. However, because he was such a Goldabat Torah, they took him as the Rav in their city. Um, they took him as the Rav in their, in their city. Um, what happened was, by the time the, the letter finally showed up, he had already accepted the Rabbanus and Buchach, and therefore he sent us to the city's Sigiatin, or whatever the name was, that he's not able to come. Um, in Buchach, there was a story with a woman who became very depressed and actually quite sick. Um, that because every Shabbos, when she would light Halakas Neiris and she would close her eyes to say the Bracha and Tadavin, she would see a vision of a cross in front of her face. And she got very, very scared from it, very depressed. It was happening week after week. And they finally came to the, to the uh, Marsham in Buchach and, um, she, he asked her, did you ever lend out your leichter, your, your candlesticks? And she said, oh, she remembers that her neighbor, a Gaisha neighbor, their daughter died, and they lit candles by the, uh, by the dead body of the daughter. And she had lent them her candlesticks for that. So the Marsham said, take the candlesticks, clean out all the wax from it so there's nothing left there, be it in a mikvah, put it in a shul and a, or a besmedrish, they, they shall light it for a number of weeks, and then you could take it back. And Shitaka did that, and she didn't have this problem um, anymore. Now, we had some, um, some psakim in Buchach that made a little bit of a tumult. And one psak was that he, there was a story of, an, of a lady who would become an aguna. Her husband, I think, was in the army, and he finally convinced him to give, he was punked in the city, he was able to convince him to give a get. But the guy told him, I have to give it tonight. It was already nighttime. By tomorrow morning, our troops are leaving. And that's it. You'll never see me again. And he felt it was a shas at Chakadol, even though you don't write a get usually at night. But she's going to be a gunalaylam. And he was matter to write the get after Chatzay Salaylam. And it made a big tumult in the city. A few days after this, there was another tumult. There was a whole maisa with a chuppah on Arab Shabbos. And um, the, the, the Kala got, the, the Chassan didn't want to go to the Chuppah, and the Kala was upset about it, and um, she got sick, and she was mamas like deathly ill, and he was matter that they should make the Chuppah after Shabbos started. If you remember, um, there was such a Misa, I think we spoke about it, um, I don't remember, one of, the pre, one of the Shurim in the beginning of this series, we spoke about... Um, such a maisa of um, of a chasana on 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 erev Shabbos after Shabbos started. There's this whole story with Ramah, Chuvas Ramah, and in Broad and Shulchan Aruch as well. So he was matter to do it because he held it was a doich gadol and maybe even pikuach nefesh, and the, the the whole city was like tumbling about this. And um, he finally said, he said, listen, the Gemara in Chulin Dafayin says that. Um, Two things that are um, like out of the ordinary, people remember. Trade to me, two things out of the ordinary, people remember. He says, so you remember these two things already. He says, but I'm going to tell you, I think, I hope there's going to be a third thing that's going to happen that you're going to remember and that you're going to actually regret that you were 
um, making a tumult about my two psakim. Um, but you're going to regret it, but it's going to be too late. Very cryptic words. So after um, a few weeks, they came from the city of Brijan to ask him to be the Rav, and um, he accepted. And he made a big rash in Buchach, and they asked him to, to, uh, to stay, and he said no. He said, I knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to quiet those people who were attacking me, he says, I didn't think it was going to be in this way that he's going to take me out of the city entirely. But he says, Kfar Nigzera, the Gzera already has been, um, has been uh, decreed and there's no way to go back on it. And um, this is, he's accepting the, the Rabbonus in Brijan. Um, he was very happy to get this Rabbonus because Rabbi Yosef Shalom Natanzen had been born there, the Shalom Eishev had been born there, and Rabbi Shalom Kluger, another one of his, the one who gave him smicha, the, they both gave him smicha, he had been the Rav in Brijan as well. So he opened the Tanakh and the Pasuk came out, the Pasuk in Shmuel, um, for men, that became, he became known as Brijan Rav. And um, for many years, other Kehillahs, bigger Kehillahs, maybe even Krakow, wanted him to become the Rav, and he says, No, I became, Hashem sent me to Brijan, I became known in the world as Brijan Rav, and we find there's a concept of Shinoi Hashem, when your name is changed, not always is a Shinoi Hashem successful. So if my name is Brijan Rav and I have to change it to another Rabbonus, it may not be successful. He had been... Um, in Buchach only for two years. He became the Rav of Bajan in about 1882. In 1894 in Bajan, he um, printed his Sefer Das Terah and Hilcha Shechita. In there is a kuntris from, called Zichron Moshe, Terah from his father, a kuntris Zecher Zeis Liyakov, that his brother, Terah from his brother, had been Nifter, Rabbi Yaakov. There's also some Chuvas there called Chuvas Darche Shalom. A year later, he printed his Das Teran Hilchas Trefus, which he doesn't call it um, a halacha sefer, he calls it a Gilui Das. I'm just se- s- revealing my knowledge. And he writes, This is a Gilui Das, Asher Begilisi Daiti Ashvela. I'm telling you my low down Das, Bekame Chidushim Hanegeim Lahalacha. And um, he says in Akdama, What I mean to say is, no one should really rely on my psak. Rather, this is my opinion, and if you agree with me, you could pass in yourself on that. And he says, and even if you find that I'm a big makel, that I have an etiyah, I have a, a turn, I, I sway towards, I lean towards uh, leniencies. He says it's not because I think I'm a Balgaiva, I have the kayak to be makel. Yisrael. The Torah is concerned about the moment of Klai Yisrael, and when it comes to treif, especially in those days, every animal is worth a lot of money, and if animals are treif, people didn't have meat, people didn't have what to eat. So therefore, he says that's why he was makel, but he's still in his anivus called the Sefer Gilei Das. His Talmud, Rabbi Shalom uh, Shatzer, says that before he, he, he uh, composed the Sefer Das Torah and Shechita and Trefus, he visited the Shlachtais, the slaughterhouse, 400 times to make sure he knows, knows exactly what's going on and what's the Metzius. Um, in the year Tafre Sadi Samachay, the, uh, the heads of the city wanted him to start saying, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, to Darshan every day in front of the Tzibor, and maybe on Shabbos give a Jerusha, the younger generation needs it. And he told them, listen, you, you hired me as a Rav and a Meiraderech, not as a Magid or a Malamid. If you want that to be my job, okay, I'm not going to, um, to protest. However, then you have to get a Rav. You can't have both jobs. It's too much for one person. So either I'm the Rav and the Av Bezdin, or I'm the Magid or the Malamid, you could choose. 
Um, in Galicia at that time, and this was, we call, I'm calling it Ukraine, that's what it's now, but that was all part of Galicia, um, there was not too many yeshivas. Hungary and, and Lithuania had yeshivas, but they had little like Babate Medrish, but um, in, in Brijan they came to him and they say, we need a yeshiva, and he actually made a yeshiva there called Das Taira, where he had Talmidim. In the year Tafresh Samach Tess, his wife was Nifter, and after um, the Yemei Ha'evel, the days of mourning, he married the Almana of the Minchashai. The Minchashai's Almana, and uh, that was the grandmother of Rameir Shapiro. If you remember from our Shia and Rameir Shapiro. Rameir Shapiro gave, uh, I'm sorry, the Marsham gave Rameir Shapiro smicha at Rameir Shapiro's chasana. That was his chasana present. He gave him smicha at the chasana. Um, there's a famous story that when the Marsham was uh, at the end of his life and he was already in, in, laying in bed, he was sick, he was weak, and he heard a, heard a tumult from the Tamid Chachamim. They were learning out in the next room. Rameir Shapiro was there and they were going through the halachas of Dine Matnas Kahuna. And the question was if nowadays, Bizman giving Matanas the Kahuna, like the Zraya, the Chayayim, and Keva, giving it, is that like a Mechsi Kiyuara? Is that like a Gaiva thing that you're doing a mitzvah that really everyone holds, you're not Chayavin? So he heard the tumults, he asked Rameir Shapiro, what are you tumbling about? So Rameir Shapiro told him. So he said to them, it's a Mefurish Adarke Moshe in Hilchas Mezuzah. The Ramon Hilchas Mezuzah in Darke Moshe says, says it. And um, they brought him a tour, and he showed them. And he saw Rameir Shapiro, couldn't believe, like, this is like a totally, a, 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 you know, a random Aramakam. How did he know it so well? And when he saw the, the Rameir Shapiro's face, so he said, look at the tour. He, he flipped to the end of the tour. And at the last page of the tour, he showed Rameir Shapiro that he had written on the bottom, Hayoyim higati bez Hashem ligmar sefer tour meir pamim v'echad. Today I finished the tour 101 times. He says, that's how you know a Maramakim and a Darke Moshe. So, like we said before, that's what he was. He chazered um, hundreds and hundreds of times everything. Um, he was Nifter Tezai in Shvat in 1911, as we said, in his Savo. He says he does not want an oil on his kever. They shouldn't write any type of Tayare uh, covet on it. No, uh, no titles. Um, rather, they should just write, Poi Nitman Harav HaMufursam. Here is buried the, the uh, famous rabbi. He says, Mufursam, the, the famous, that's uh, it's MS. He says, it's not a godless. He's saying the truth. He happens to be a famous person. But don't write any other titles which he doesn't believe is necessarily true. He didn't want them to say any eulogies. But he did write, he said, if it's Negea to the Kavad HaTzibor, to have a eulogy, so you shouldn't say he's a tzaddik or a chassid. Those things he didn't want said about it. Um, although his svarim are very famous, but his tshuvas are, are um, as equally as famous. And um, in most tshuvas he would sign, Hanir Kosafti. He, like, he just said, this is what I feel. Like we said before, he would say, Gilui Das. He was a very big anav. This is my feeling, and like, you could choose if you want to listen to it or not. Um, and he was a big makel, although at times he would say, Mistafina Lahakel. He would say, you know, this case, I don't want to be makel. He very often, people would write him chuvas in a panic that they did something wrong or something happened. And he would, like in Simon, in Chelek Aleph, Simon Kuvchaf, with a get, he would say, he, he wrote to the Shoyal Arav, he said, Bechinam chara kala charadav haget kasher. You don't have to be so scared, the get's kasher. He says, Lo yidag klal. You don't have to worry. So he calmed the person down. Many chuvas into Takanas Agunais, ladies who have 
um, husbands are, are missing, and he worked very hard to be matter them. So much so, in Chela K. Simon Mem Gimel, he writes this hetter for an aguna. He says, I'm writing it, I'm writing this hetter. It was such an important thing to him. Um, his famous chuve is a famous chuve on electricity. He holds electricity is not deraisa because it wasn't in the Mishkan, so it can't be a malacha deraisa. It's a chelik beis, reish mem zayin. He was involved in the issue of um, machine matzah. It's very interesting because the machine matzah, if you remember, we talked about this in the Arach Lanar, there was a kunchus called Gili Das that was written by the Gedolim. So Rabbi Shleim Kluger waged the war that machine matzahs are usher. Rabbi Yosef Shal waged the war the other way that they're mutter. And it's interesting because the Marsham was a Talmud or Gatzmicha from both of them. So the Marsham in Chelik Beisim and Tezayin is matter, but he's matterit, um, ha- machine matzah, that the person cranks. In other words, not an electrical machine. They crank it, crank it with gears. That he's matter. In Chelik Dalit, Kuf Chav Tes, he talks about an electric machine. That itake is not matter. Um, the Avnei Nezer, there's a Chuvan Avnei Nezer in Tov Kuf Lamed Zayin. He writes very, very sharply against the Heter of the Marsham. And... Um, it's in in the in the in the uh, in the in the biography on the Chabina Rav Sarah Taira, I think they write there in a footnote that he, they, the Avnei didn't actually know who the Marsham was, but the Marsham had been quoted by whoever asked this question as a matter, and he wrote very strongly against him, and he even said, um, He says, "What's this uh, little fly?" making these shrieks um, between the lions. So, like, that's what he wrote about the Marsham. Like, who is he to start up with the G'daylem? The Chabina Rav sat on that, he says, interesting Lush, and he says, I knew that little fly, he says. He wasn't so small. He was a Shainaz Vuv. He was a nice fly who was a Bucky B'chal HaShas in Rishayinim V'Paiskim. He was a Bucky in all of Shas with the Rishayinim and Paiskim. So that's just like an interesting tidbit to the, uh, to the, uh, to the story. Like we said before, dreams. Dreams were a big thing. He dreams. He dream. He dreamt uh, very interesting things. So we'll say a couple of them. He writes like this: On the night of Chag Asukos, Tuf Reish Nunvav, he saw he was called to Bezdin Shalmaila because they had a machloikas in Bezdin Shalmaila. They wanted him to decide. And the Shaila was: If you have a Suffolk Oynesh Bidei Shamayim. Let's say you have a Suffolk. If a person, if Chayiv Misa Bidei Shamayim or not. So do we say Suffolk? Sveika Lakula. That since it's a doubt, so it goes the Kula. So this, there would seem to have been a machlaikis in Shamayim if someone's Chayiv Misa and they were tining, so the so the defending Malach was saying that so if it's a machlaikis, it's a Suffolk Lakula. And the Satan says, How do you have a machlai how do you have a Suffolk in Shamayim? Shamayim there's no Sveikas. So they said, We'll ask the Bezdin in Shalmata. So they brought the Marsham, and the Marsham says, yeah, he's Potter. And he says, that's what the Kasef Misha Paskins, the Kasef Misha Paskins, that he, um, in such a Machlaikis, he's Potter. So they Taka Pottered him in Shemayim. When he woke up, the Marshams couldn't remember where the Kasef Misha was. So it was dark, and he finally found, the, got a little lighter, and he found the Kasef Misha and Perak Tezayin of Psuli HaMakdash and Malach and then he said to himself, where is in Marumas in the Torah such a thing? This story. He says, everything that happens, I think he even brought from the Gra, is Marumas somewhere in the Torah. He says, where is this story that I just had in this dream, Marumas in the Torah? 
So he decided it's in Parshas Miketz, the Kesev Mishnah Kubiatrem. Take the Kesev Mishnah in your hands, meaning the Kesev Mishnah that is says even a suffix of a punishment bidei shamayim is lekula. The Kel Shaka Yitan Lachem Rachamim. Then the pasuk says, so Hashem will give you Rachamim. And then he said a Maradikazach the Marsham. And on the in the piyot that we talk about lekel erech din, we say on yomim leiroim. It says over there. He says this is the pshat lahoiged deyos badin that he says over many different opinions by adin tyra. So that means Hashem says all different opinions when he's judging. Since there's so many different opinions and zamach likes, so now how do you paskin? So you have to go lekula. So therefore, levasik vaysa chesed biyim din. Therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu does chesed on yim din. Why? V'dayver meisharim biyim din because that is the yisher. The yisher is to follow the psak sveika lekula. So because lahaygadeis, because there's so many different opinions, if we're chayiv in din or not, so therefore we go sveika lekula levasik vaysa chesed biyim din. In Tafresh uh, Pezayin, before Pesach, he got sick, and on the night of our Pesach, he had a dream that they brought him a sefer from the Chassam Sefer, and in there, there was a letter to him that they told him that from Shamayim, that he, the Marsham, is a Gilgul Shaini, meaning he's the only a second Gilgul, he had been here before, and in his first Gilgul, he was a Kayin in the Zman of Bayashaini, and he had served in the Beis Hamikdash for 24 years. What's interesting is because the Marsham held himself as what he calls a Kayan Emes or a Kayan Miyuchas, someone who is definitely a Kayan. Not all Kayanim are for sure that they know their Yichas all the way back to Arna Kayan. Why? Because his father was once by Rameir Miprimishlan and Rameir told the Gabbai to call up a Kayan Emes for Kayan. And uh, the Gabbai didn't know what to do. So Rameir Prishlam says, what do you mean? Reb Moshe is here. Reb Moshe is the Kayan Emes. So the Masham held himself as a Kayan Emes um, based on that story. And it's interesting that he had this dream that told him that in his first Gilgal, he was also a Kayan who served in the Beis Hamikdash. In fact, one time he had a Din Taira, one of the Bali Din, one of the, litiga- one of the, the two sides was a Kayan. And, and he got very angry at the other side. And the Masham told him, listen, I'm a Kayan too. And the nature of Kehanim are they get angry pretty easily. So we have to work harder at it and Davin Hashem to save us from Kas. And he calmed the person down that way. He calmed him down. He would say, by Dine Taira, he would say, the name of my Rebbe Muvuk was Shalom. That was Rabbi Shalom Belzer. My name is Shalom. Almost all of my Svarim have some type of name Shalom in there because I come from Aaron Akayin and therefore I'm a Chuyiv to be a Roy Dev Shalom. That was like his, uh, his mantra, that he's a Kayan and he has to be a Raid of Shalom. In Chuvas Chela Kesim and Chavtes, he writes that on Lel Bey's Parshas Vayera, Tav Reish Lamed Ches, he had a dream to, to, to answer the words of the Shach, and he writes down what the Kasha was, what the Teretz was, and he says, even though it's not such a big thing, Rasham Tilam Azkeres, I wrote it down that people should know about it, people should remember it. Um, once we're talking about the Shach, there's a, it's a cute story. They say that uh, a certain Rav from Russia, a famous Rav, came to visit him. And after they talked and learning, the Rav asked him if he plays Shach. Now, Shach means chess in, in English. So he says, of course I do. So the Rav took out his chess board, which is interesting, to start playing with him. And the Masham went over to the Svarm Shrank and he took out his Shulchan Aruch with the Shach. And he says, this is my Shach. Let's play with this Shach. And he started saying a Chiddush in the Shach. Um, 
he was very he, he was very involved in making sure to know the, the, the science of the time. And like we said before, he would visit the Shlachtais four hundred times. He wanted to know the Metsius of things. Um, like in Chelek Aleph, Simon Kuf Tzadivav, he writes, Shuv Bodakti B'Sivri Ateva, after he was handling a certain child, he says, I went and I looked in the, in the science books to see what they say over there. Um, and in fact, in Chelek Aleph, Simon Yod Aleph, he writes that the Chachmei Ateva said an interesting thing. They came up with someone who drowned. There was a way that through moving his tongue or pulling on his tongue back and forth very quickly, you could revive him even up to three hours after he stopped breathing. And this is what they, they, had, they had just come up with such a chap. And he says, Because the Gemara in Yavamas and Kuf and Rashi over there says, the Zman of Teitzei Nafsheh of a person is three hours. So you see that, le- that under three hours, you're still able to somehow revive the person's life. So he says the, the Chachmei Ateva just caught up to what Chazal, what Chazal had said. And just to end off, um, like we said, he was Nifter on Tez Zayin Shvat. So the day before he was Nifter on Tez Vav Shvat, he didn't want to drink. They would give him some wine. It was a little bit like a, like a medicine or calm him down. And that, that day he didn't want to. And he said because he needs to have a clear head because he has to prepare his drasha that for when he comes to the Olam HaElyon in Bezdin Shalmaila. And just to end off, he would, he, at that point, he said a story with a tzaddik who tied it in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu like this. He says that um, when you lend someone money and um, he gives you back money, you want to make sure that the money you get back is good currency. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not ripped. It's not chipped. You know, in those days, it, it had to do with, uh, with the actual weight, perhaps, of the coins. So you make sure you're getting back the good coins. Because if you gave $100, you want to get your $100 back. He says, but if you gave it to the guy to, for business and profits and reinvest the profits, and you're making so many profits off of it, so then all those profits that you're getting afterwards, the people are not so meduktuk, they're not so careful that the money should be in such perfect condition. Because they're making such a big profit anyways, it doesn't make the biggest deal to them. So this Sadiq told the Rabbi Nishalaylam that the same thing is with us. When it came to Avisenu HaKadoshim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you very medaktek with them, that they should come back pure tzaddikim. He says, but we already are like the prophets. We've been invested and invested. We're the iska, the iska, he called it. So therefore, Einem in Adin, it's not proper, Rabbi Nishalam, that you should be so medactic to see how perfect we are. And he said, that's the pshat. Biglal avois toshia bonim. Biglal means like biglal hadover hazeh. Because of the avois, meaning the avois were the original, the karen, they were the, the actual uh, original amount. And you are already medactic on them. You're already very careful and stringent with them. So because of the Avais, you'll save the children and not, not medactic on them. This is the Vart that he said. Again, he was Nifter Tezza in Shvat 110 years ago, 1911. Schuse Aleinu, Ve'al Kal Yisrael. Kal Tov, everyone.